This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are you this evening? Well, wow, it just got a little bit interesting tonight, didn't it? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but then 
I wasn't expecting a lot of things in my life. For those of a certain age, nobody was expecting the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> and Rogers has distanced himself a little bit from the Man United job. Is that because Poch is moving up the favourites chart? Hmm. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Good evening. This is where you can watch and listen to it. <laughs> on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. We are, tell you what, we are like a lady of the night on overtime. We are spreading ourselves all over because you can also find us on TikTok. We are LTID TV, and if Craig reminds me later, I will re-show when I owned a few of the Big Six fans. Indeed. Now, those of you that have been watching the show recently will know we start off with a new um, a new co-presenter. No, it's still the same old Craig. We start with no, new jokes. No, no, still my old jokes. <laughs> a new feature on this day in history. We're having such a Let's say not the best of uh, times at the moment. So I always like to go back and maybe look back in history and see if it was any better. The old book there, Leicester City, on this day. Now, I'm sure Craig will remember this because I remember kind of a bit of it, but I don't remember. Well, I'll explain to you. On this day in 1979, what were you doing? Right. Well, you might have been watching Derek Strickland and Martin Henderson on being on target for Leicester City in a 2-0 win over the mighty Wrexham at Filbert Street. The result stretched City's unbeaten run to six, K- six games and kept Jock Wallace's team fifth in Division 2. For those of you of a certain age, ask your parents what Division 2 is. <laughs> Who? It sounds like a smoky song. Derek? Derek? Who the... Is Derek? <laughs> you have no idea. This is Lester Till I Die, and tonight it is the European preview. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen it's time for the main event, the main event of the evening. Of the evening. 60, minutes 60 minutes of football, football fun and banter, banter with Chris, with Chris and Lester and Till I Die TV. I die TV. TV. Are, you ready? Are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Are you ready to rumble, Craig? I am indeed. I'm always ready to rumble, Chris. You know me. <laughs> well, I didn't like to sort of presume. Good evening, young man. How the, is my wise old owl this evening? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you, Chris. How are you? I, I I understand that you've been fully jabbed. I have. I had a, a couple of uh, couple of pricks on Saturday, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I also had my inoculations as well. Yes, <laughs> and I have not been myself since. I would like to start by just quickly saying a thank you to Scott, as I have re now put the post match show back to tomorrow night, not to tonight. We didn't play tonight, <laughs> but Craig, um, Moscow, and um, Napoli did. I know, and uh, and I didn't realise they were playing until you um, <laughs> informed me of the results. Um, it's, it's a bit like the what well, England, wasn't it? Well, England were playing tonight. Really. Yeah, I know. 
I know I've lost it. I mean, it, it used to be that it was always Thursday nights. That's what we were. Yes. You know, yeah. you, if you were in the Europa League, you were playing on Thursday nights. But obviously, Moscow have multiple teams. Yes. So they moved it to uh, to tonight and uh, came up with a bit of a shock scoreline, which makes things very, very interesting. This we we, we spoke briefly um, uh, before we came live, and I said from a neutral's point of view, mm-hmm. this is. A really interesting group. I mean, you know, some people christened it the group of death, but you know, it went from when I when I sort of did all the graphics earlier, there was like a big long list from UEFA as what could happen tonight. And now it's gone to just one line that says nothing can be decided. <laughs> or to, yeah. you know, when we play tomorrow. But this is now the table and the way it looks with Moscow now being top. Um with on seven, Napoli on seven, Legia on six, and, and their, their problem is their goal difference, the minus four. Yeah. Um, and we are on five. But if, if we win tomorrow, and obviously it's a big if, we could go top. Yeah, and say we were we were just getting our abacuses out, um, <laughs> as we like to call them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what you call it these days, in is the, it? In the green room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um yeah, so it works out. You know, we worked it out that your win tomorrow and a point in Naples will see us at least finish in the top two. Yes, um, with a very good chance of, uh, of of finishing top. So uh, it was always a huge game um, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. It's become a bit more important, really. Although, I guess you could say, even if we lose tomorrow night, <laughs> we're looking at that table, we could still go through on the last day. So yes. Um, let's let's not even think about losing tomorrow night. Um, I guess even a draw keeps everything open, but we've got to go for the win, and uh, nothing less would be satisfactory. Exactly. Particularly, you know, the way the fans are are uh, feeling a little restless, shall we say? Yes, yes. There's um, a, a few murmurings in the camp, isn't there? Mm. Got to quickly ask you before we move on, though. Uh, Derek Strickland, do you remember him? I do remember him. I, I, I'm sure he was a very, very bright star um, at the time, um, and I think that um, that lasted about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> One of those. Yeah, he, I do remember the name. Um, obviously, that was a, a game he scored. I don't think he's got the most prolific record, but uh, yeah, the name rings a bell. Can't remember the specific game, I must admit. So um, you've got me on that one. Although, I think around that time, I was actually working at the ground. Um, so it oh, may have been, I may have been there, you know, working yes. in the East Stand in uh, in one of the concessions. I was going to um, say, what 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 were you what were you doing? What were you working as? Yeah, well, I presume I'm, I'm not a professional footballer. Um, I know you're probably shocked and and the viewers are probably shocked that it wasn't a professional footballer. Um, But uh, no, I worked in in one of the sort of uh, concessions in the, in the bars as it was at the old stand. And I had the pleasure for at least one season working in the East stand with the away fans. Um, That was, that was an absolute delight. I can assure you. Pleasure. Is that, is that you're being polite with that word or you? Very polite. Yeah. (laughs) I can remember I used to sell for a season, um, you know, the lottery tickets that we used yeah. to have. 
I, and I saw, and I didn't make my fortune, and I stopped it after one season, <laughs> <laughs> mainly because nobody had buy. Ended up, ended up spending more on tickets for myself than I did in, in commission I was getting. Uh, but let, let's have a look before we just go to a few early comments. Uh, it is tomorrow night. Thank you, Scott, for reminding me. Um, at the KP, an eight o'clock kickoff, and you can watch it if you've got it on BT Sport. Um, you can listen to BBC Radio Leicester or the old lcfc.com forward slash radio if you want to uh, have uh, a choice of uh, viewing for you there. Uh, and I am sure, uh, without saying any more details, there are other viewing options available. We will leave it at that. We will leave it at that. A few early comments here. Terry, good evening. You're in early. How the devil Hi, are you? Welcome along. Welcome along. Um Facebook user, again, not sure. If you're on Facebook, you can click on the link and it will allow you to join. And all it does is bring you Facebook details up and we can talk to you and say, hi, Terry, or hi, great, whatever. Uh, but we'll just have to say, hi, Facebook user. Um, good TM, good evening. How are you? Uh, hello. I would imagine a happy young lady now that you've got Conti in. As, a, as and a, I, I should say in at the club. No, I'm not saying that you're having an affair with him or anything, TM, but, you know, you must be happy. Um, I, I was going to do it later. I was going to do it later, but as soon as TM is in there, mm -hmm. can I just – and I'm going to – this is a little bit of self-indulgence here, but – You're doing that again, Chris, yeah. I, yes, I, I don't know if you've seen it at all, but um, I, this was how to own two Arsenals, a Man United and a Spurs fan – when you're on somebody else's channel. <laughs> uh, but one thing was good was the ESL woke a lot of us up. Yeah. Yeah. And then the best part is, right, with the ESL, right, a lot of us had one common goal. It doesn't matter we're from Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, you know, all the big six teams. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, maybe one day uh, it will <laughs> include you into the... <laughs> when was the last time you won anything, uh, yeah. mate? There's only got dust in it. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I can't take that too. Yeah, you, you got you that. Got yeah, up to you guys. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying, it could happen to your club too. The way we're run and our tactics right now, we would be relegated right along with you. We'd never win anything again. It's not about football anymore, and 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 yeah, uh, you guys probably won't remember because we we've won the title more recently than any of you guys. But when we won, oh, I'm can I clip that, please? I've got yeah, a Spurs, right. Arsenal, yeah. Man United fan in here, and who's won yeah. the Premier League most recently? <laughs> you, you can I'm going to clip that. No. I mean, no, but, but guys, yeah. Oh, oh, I enjoyed that. Well done, Chris. <laughs> There's nothing like putting... Uh, it, it, it's more enjoyable when it's the big six than it is when it's Norwich and places like that. So, <laughs> Definitely. Good evening, TM. How the devil are you? <laughs> Nippon, good evening. How the uh, devil to be are fair, you? To be, fair, to be fair to Spurs, they have won something recently. Didn't they, didn't they actually win a game? <laughs> Rumour has it. I, I go. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they. To be honest, they actually scored. Um, so I heard two in a game. Did they? 
they'll bring a DVD out about it. So I'll wait. I think I think what's happening now, their their average is every time they have a shot, they score. Mm. So that's two in the last six games, I think. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about the number of shots in the game. We might be on a bit of a sticky wicket there, Craig. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Facebook user, it's wrong to underestimate Warsaw. They could beat us. We'll have to wait and see what happens in the match tomorrow night. Of course we will. Uh, Andrew Medhurst, good evening. How the devil are you? Um, Topless waiter, I know I'd seen Craig before. Is that is that a private joke, guys? <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get your nipple tassels out, mate, you know we can we can rearrange the show till you know the five minute free view at twelve. Whatever happened right. to those? You, yeah. you can't af- you can't afford to see them, Chris. <laughs> no, I probably couldn't. Uh, Ankit, good evening, sir. How the devil are you from Almighty Blues FC? Good evening. Um, David, good evening, sir. How the devil? Two wins and we're in the round of 16. That's all that's needed. Um, TM says she's very happy and not having an affair. Well, uh, we know. We know. Um, and everybody's kind of liking the uh, the, the put down there. Yeah. Uh, and says, no, I know why I wasn't on the show. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't have got away with that if you'd been on the show, Ankit, because you're the one of the, the uh, good teams that have done reasonably well. Um, oh, we've been we've been told off by TM here. We have to uh, watch ourselves. Um, Facebook user again. Don't think our form bodes well for tomorrow. Really quite concerned. Um, well. We've had a look at the game. I didn't realise this until Terry told me last night, and then I obviously did a bit of uh, bit of homework. But they know look, they are managerless at the moment. Um, and he looks a happy chappy, doesn't he? Can you imagine? Can you imagine going walking into training with that every week? I know. I mean, it's nice that we're actually playing a team who were in worse form than us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But look, I mean, he was sacked after Sunday's um, 4-1 defeat to mm. Piaz Gilwis. Easy for you to um, say, Chris. Yeah, well, I'm not attempting to... Right, I'll, let, I'll let you say what, what, what he's called then. What, what what the team or his name? Who do you, what, do you want, what do you want me to go for? So, no, uh, you're not getting the, the, the first two words in the text. So Ch- Cheslaw Mitch Nidwich was sacked, obviously, <laughs> uh, when they lost to Piasklevich. And then uh, Marek Golubriski uh, has taken over. Do you know what? That that almost sounded sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you say it quick enough, it sounds convincing. <laughs> I'm impressed, sir, you know. It's one of those, like, you know, give me a call. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone. Um, and if you have a look at that, they are equal bottom on nine points. They've lost in their own league five. Well, at the last five, it's been five straight mm. losses. I just can't get over it. I certainly, he said to me, you know, jump for the ball. I'd just say, how high? I mean, he looks, he looks like a KGB enforcer, doesn't he? <laughs> he does really, doesn't he? You know. I don't think he'll be taking any uh, prisoners, that's for sure. But then again, you know, you can never presume, you know, because we are Leicester, and you know what teams are like when they haven't got managers in, um, mm. Man United. 
Um, <laughs> Carrick's at the wheel. Give him a job. He's won one game. Um, does that? Do you think that? I suppose it gives us a psychological advantage, doesn't it? Um, kind kind of, but I don't think you know. I don't think we're in a position where we can take anybody lightly. So no. I'm not sure it particularly affects anything. To be honest, um, yeah. If we were if we were racing away at the top or looking comfortable in the top six or whatever, then you would think there's a potential for taking things lightly. But we're not in that vein of form at the moment, so I don't think we can take anybody lightly. They've got to come out and you've got to beat who's in front of you, regardless of who they are. Yeah. Mark, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Quite right. For Ledger, they have nothing to lose. This is a break from their awful league form, and that could work to their favour. There's so, I mean, we, we, it's, it's like just these phrases that you wheel out. You, you know, you get knocked out of the cup. Well, we can concentrate on the league now. Mm. Yeah, you're doing bad in the league. Well, the cup gives us a break from that. Um, I, I just, I am, I am just, I've got to be totally honest with mm. you. The way the season is going, I'm, I am really worried. Now, Andrew says here, and I, I'll, I'll come to you in a second. I'll just say what my thoughts on this are. How do you feel about Brendan and Perez' comments about us overachieving? I've got to be honest with you. I, I think we may have done over the last couple of seasons, but that's what football in, in this the country is all about. You know, did we not overachieve when we won the Premier League? If we weren't overachieving, mm -hmm. we would be a regular top four, top six side. We are not. And I've said this quite often, including to yourself, Craig. It's almost like that this season is a is a wake-up call. It's like, you know. Don't get don't get above yourselves. Don't punch above your weight. Um, and I think, in a way, we've had a good couple of years. Other clubs now are, are back. You know, we wouldn't have had though. We wouldn't have done as well as we had had Arsenal and Spurs not been underachieving. So I can kind of see where where they're coming from. I I, can, I must admit, I haven't I haven't seen Perez's uh, mm. comments. I haven't um, myself. No. Um, but from Brendan's perspective. Um, I didn't like the fact that he came out um, having a pop at the fans. No. Um, I don't think any of the fans are responsible for continuing to zonally mark at corners and allow defenders, uh, attackers free headers. I, I don't mm. remember the fans uh, organising that. I don't remember the fans not coming out for consecutive uh, first halves of games looking as if they're just playing in their pipe and slippers and not getting anywhere near anybody. Don't think the fans are responsible for that. So put it right on the pitch. Don't talk. And my other point about him saying we're overachieving, I agree with you. And I think we have overachieved. However, you can't on one hand tell the players that they are at the right club to achieve their ambitions if you think we're overachieving. What you're, what you're basically saying there is we're a middle-of-the-table club and anybody like Tielemans or whatever, don't expect to be in the top six because that was an overachievement. Our realistic um, position is mid-table. So if you want to go, go. Mm. You can't have it both ways. Yes. And, he, and he's, he's changing the narrative to fit his agenda. Um, and, and I mentioned this on, uh, on the, on the post-match interview that I did. Uh, I, I think it's somewhere on the channel. Um, you may have a link to it. Yeah. Um, saying that I, I felt for the first time there was a disc, there's, there's, there's forming a bit of a disconnect between mm. 
the fans and the team, the fans and the manager, the fans and the club. Because whatever performance we put out, we usually expect that we will give everything in every game. You know, that's that's Leicester's way. Foxes never quit, all of that. You come out, you have a really good go. You know, it doesn't always go for you. We know that it's football. But the least you can say is we were in a game. We gave everyone a game. Mm. The last two home games, Arsenal and uh, and Chelsea, we haven't given anyone a game for the first 45 minutes and that cannot continue. So Brendan needs to get his own house in order before he starts having a pop at the fans, in my eyes. I did, I did a show last night with Julian Watts um, and normally we cover three three topics and then have fans' questions at the end. And literally last night, the whole show was about Leicester and, and what's happening this season and Brendan. And obviously those maybe are too young. Julian Watts um, is an ex-defender for Leicester City. Lovely guy. And, you know, I said, that you know, they say it's beginning to sound, you know, when you've got those managers that mm. are down at the bottom, and they're losing, and every week, oh, we got you know, we were so close, we were gonna, and and there's the same excuse coming out every week, mm. and it's kind of getting a little bit like that. And I can remember when I had a season ticket for the Great Escape season, and I travelled eight hours return every home game to see us lose. You mm. know, we went through that losing streak, but the players were putting the performance in. You know, they were they were yeah. literally, as they say, going down fighting. But this lot comes in to fight the way out of a paper bag. And that's, you know, you don't mind your team losing if they put up a fight, you know. Um. And you see that. I mean, in, in that game against Chelsea, there were two or three occasions where I think, I mean, of all people, it was it was Mark Albrighton who seemed to have a personal vendetta against Chilwell and took every opportunity to kick yes. him. Um, nice I think one, Mark. Him. <laughs> it was him, I think Amati, and I think Lookman were the only three in that first half who looked like they were interested in in being aggressive in a tackle. Mm. And Albright did it two or three times. And you heard the crowd, you know, the crowd respond to that. Football's always been that. You know, it's rare that you can come out and be play football that's as dull as ditch water and the crowd will mm. be going mental. You know, they feed off each other. So you've got to give the crowd something. And sometimes all it is is a crunching tackle. And the crowd will get up and you hear the difference that it makes. And that's what they've got to get back to. I mean, you were there. Uh, There was booing at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, like you said, it's the wrong thing. I, I understand where Brendan's coming from. And I do feel, yes... You know, we are still Leicester, you know, Leicester City. We haven't suddenly become Man United. But, you know, it's like, you know, we joke with a lot of the Man United fans is they've got to remember what where they are now, what not where they were under Ferguson, you know, because before Ferguson, they were a totally average team. Um, Problem is, a lot of people, (laughs) he won so much for so many years, Fergie, that uh, you, you tend to forget that. And a lot of people weren't born then. But, I just, I, I don't think you come out and criticise the fans like that. I mm-hmm. think you know you've got to go in and go, what? Why were they booing? You know mm-hmm. what I what question I asked Julian was, is there not a player as a Schmeichel, is the obvious one that goes in after the game and says right, sit down and listen, everybody. Brendan, I need a meeting with you. 
we need to talk about this and literally pick him up and shake him sort of thing. But surely the players have got a voice. You would think so, wouldn't you? Um, mm. They've been very vocal in getting managers out in our recent well, history. Well, exactly. I mean, there's two things, isn't there? You know, if you lose the dressing room, you're on a really sticky wicket. We know that the power exists with the players these days. But as a manager, you can do something about that. If you start to lose the fans, there's very little you can do that, that uh, about that other than do it on the field. And the worst thing is when you start taking the fans for idiots, um, because every fan can see that we cannot defend set pieces and corners. As soon as you start coming out making ridiculous excuses, you're taking the fans for idiots. And you lose the fans, it rarely works out well for any manager. Yeah. Well, look at Puel. There is no way back for a manager that loses the fans other than winning games. So yes. he's almost made a rod for his own back by making this, these comments. And I really hope it doesn't come back to, to haunt him. And I hope he turns it around on the pitch. Two, two things there. I mean, you know, like I say, Puel never had the fans on his side. And, mm. you know, he, 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 he suffered because of that. I mean, you know... We were playing badly, but we were still mid-table. And yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I think it was Jeff Thomas, was it, or, or somebody on on, on Talk Sport said, "Oh, you know, Leicester City fans, they don't know when they're having it good." You know, the, you know, Brendan's won, you know, this and that. Well, Claudio won the, the Premier League, and less than a, you know, twelve months later, he was gone. I'm a yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, at the end of the day you do win things. And it's a, almost like an albatross round the neck winning that Premier League. But we've won it. Brilliant. Obviously, glad we did. But you just expect some growth. And like I say, if we were losing games, but we're not. We're not even performing. And it's not just the Arsenal or Chelsea games. We only just struggled to beat Norwich 2-1, who couldn't win an egg and spoon race at the time. Yeah. We only just managed to, to get a draw with Burnley, thanks to VAR. Brighton I mean, with VAR. I mean, he came, out and made, he, he came out and made another ridiculous comment that said, a pass backwards isn't a pass, uh, a pass backwards. It's the start of another attack. Interesting choice of words, because I think to start another attack, you have to actually have an attack. Um, yes. So, I, 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 you know, he, he's just coming out with, with cliches now. Um and to be honest, people are not interested. You know, no. you can say everything. They're interested in actions. And that has to be on the pitch. So, I mean, tomorrow, big game for the club, big game for the fans, big game for the players, massive, massive game for Brendan Rodgers. Just looking here, um, Rodgers said he's not taking links with a vacant managerial job at Manchester United as a compliment Adding, it's not real. There's always gossip, and they that will be there until they appoint a full-time manager. My commitment is here. Would he be so vocal about that if, like last season, at this point we were third in the league and we were winning, or is he saying that knowing that Potch's kind of overtaken him in the stakes to to get the job, and we're we're sort of performing like warmed up shite on a <laughs> on a bad night, and and we're halfway down the table. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like me coming out and making a statement saying I'm not going to go off with Beyonce. I'm going to stick with what I've got. You know, he's not. I'm sure the, I'm sure the missus will be so relieved. 
I, I don't know, to be honest. She's probably on the phone to Beyonce now saying, please. Um, but yeah, I, I get you. You know, I, I don't think he's high up that list. He may well be. You know, mm. of most clubs, you could think he wouldn't be high up on that list. But Man United, I don't know, you win a couple of games. As you say, I'm surprised Carrick's not got a three-year contract. Well, um, yes, yes. Uh, but I think they they like Brendan. I, th- I, 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 I think they do. I think they've got... Um, he's blotting his copybook a little bit, but I think they see a manager who can develop players, allegedly. Mm. Now, for me, I, I've not seen a lot of player development. Thomas Tuchel is someone who can develop players and develop yeah. a team. When you look at the same players, you know, give or take one or two... Um, I mean, what I think there was four youth academy products in that uh, in the team that played in the Champions League against the Juventus last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, who scored? I think three of them: Chalaber, Hudson, Adoy. Yeah, um, can't remember the other one. But he's taken that group and he's coached them. Now, apparently, Brendan's a great coach. I, I'm not seeing it. No. Colo Torre is the new Junior Lewis. For me, I, I don't see what he brings to the team. You know, he's clearly not a he's clearly not a defensive coach, is he? No, no, no. On a job description, you know, I think we've got one of the highest um, shots against us in the division. If you're the defensive coach, I mean, what? Why are you still in a job? I, I don't know what your job description is. So, as I say, you know, it's his mate from Celtic and. You know, yeah. he's a lovely, lovely man, apparently, but that's not good enough to uh, to keep you. He's got, he's got a good dance. He's got a good dance. Well, yeah. Just, just to say, we have. If you're watching on YouTube, and if you're not, why aren't you? Get over there and give us a sub. Um, we have got a poll going on there. Uh, can Leicester qualify out of Europa, Europa League Group C? It's a yes or no. Uh, currently, it's 75% of people think yes, we can, or 75% of people who expressed the preference said um, that we will get out. 25% said no. You've still got time. We'll come back to that before the end of the show. But at the moment, it's three quarters think we can get through. Last last thing, a word on this before, before we go on. Um, and the commentator said this, Chelsea and Tuchel, they have their formation. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who he's playing. He says, this is my formation, um, three, five, whatever he's going for. I'm going to stick with that because that's what I like. It works for me. Don't like it, get rid of me. If I'm bringing players in, there are players into that formation. And I have an injury, and I can take player, you know, player square out, and I can put another player square into that position. And then you got him against Rogers, who, you know, I, I did actually at times watching that Chelsea game, thinking it was like watching somebody play FIFA for the first time because mm. passes were going behind the player it was meant for into space where there was nobody, you know, like oh, I pressed the pass instead of the shoot button, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and it was like that under um, under Pearson when we got promoted from the championship. You could mm. predict our team six weeks in advance. Comes yeah. up and gets promoted and he's changing it every week. Sure, does Brendan even know his best starting lineup and his best formation? Because last season, and don't forget, the only players we got rid of were really non-first team players and or players we didn't want to keep. 
um, or, or wanted to leave as in Pratt. So there's nobody we could really say, God, we're missing him. No. And we've added some players to it, but we haven't got better. No, he's, uh, again, I, I think I said this at the weekend, uh, he doesn't know his best 11, he doesn't know his best formation. Um, and you're right. He should after three seasons, shouldn't he? The best teams don't change their formation. I mean, no. Klopp, you know, I think they play basically 4-3-3 virtually most of, the, uh, most of the season. Man City tinker it a little bit, but essentially they play without a, a central striker now since Aguero's gone. So it... Players are in the similar positions. Chelsea are the same. We're all over the place. And you're right. Because of that, the players don't know where each other is. You can't work on formation one week, then on the training ground work on a different formation. Mm. Players are creatures of habit, aren't they? You know, they like to make the same runs. They like to know who's playing around. And that's why a settled team will generally get out of trouble. Burnley stay up every season not because they have a tactical genius, but because they play a set way, the players know exactly what's expected of them and it's enough to keep them in the division week in, uh, year in, year out. Yeah. We're all over the place. Interestingly enough, though, it'll be interesting to see who we play, uh, what we come up against uh, tomorrow, because I, I had a look at their last few games and it's basically like we're going to be playing ourselves. Um, against Napoli, when they played them, they played 4-2-3-1. Against us, they played 3-1-4-2. In the last two games in the league, they've played 4-1-4-1, 3-4-2-1. They're changing every game. And guess what? And yet they still managed to beat the us. The table. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, yeah. this is it. Just get away. And you're right. You pick a formation. It's the players mm -hmm. who have to fit into it. What he's yes. doing at the minute is changing the formation to find, try and fit around the players. Yes. That's never yeah. going to work long term. And, and you, you know, you've got to say you either develop, and let's say, for example, Harvey Barnes, you develop Harley, Bar Harley, Harvey Barnes to play in the formation you want, or you ship him out as good as yeah. he is because he doesn't fit into your plans. And yeah. I don't think it's rocket science. But there we go. We'll just have a look at some comments and then we'll, we'll, we'll look at the game in a bit more detail. Facebook user here. We should be aiming to overachieve every game. Pride in the club, pride in the shirt. Go back to the basics and counter. Stop trying to pass it about like an 80s Liverpool team. Uh, David, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, Terry, so who is going to pay good price now for Brendan's bunch of players that have been closed Classed as overachieving, but really are mediocre by Roger's definition. Um, better Rudkin just loves him. I tell you what, I, I have a problem with Rudkin. I think he's, he's brought some good players in recently, mm. which is, you know, mm. his job at the end of the day. Mark says he is. And good evening, Mark. How are you? He sounded like he is struggling with the situation himself, looking to blame fans for not backing the team. But we want to see Brendan get the team learn to play so the crowd back them. Um, good evening, Anthony. Arsenal fan feeling our pain after the weekend, <laughs> not just us. Um, Facebook user, you do not bite the hand that feeds. I presume this is this is David, to be honest with you. Um, they've been booing because they were passing it about all the while at the back. They were starting um, another attack, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, are you quite? He was. They were starting another attack at the back. I always thought 
I suppose it's like de defence starts at the, the, the front, doesn't <laughs> it? One of those. We go narrow on every corner, zonal marking. Zonal marking, pissed off with zonal marking. It is rubbish. It doesn't work. For one of the Chelsea corners, I think it was, there was two Chelsea fans, uh, players, sorry, fans. He could have, maybe we should have got some Leicester fans on the pitch. We might have won. But there was two Chelsea players between the back Leicester defender and Cashbush mm. Michael. Yeah. Nobody picking them up whatsoever. Okay. They would probably, they'd have to run. Well, no, you can't be offside from a corner, can you? No, so, I called it. I, I, I sat there and I called it exactly. I saw, I said to, to Scott, um, Rudiger's gone in behind Casper. He's going to come out and no one will pick him up because he's not marked. He'll run into a space. Mm. And Scott said to me, what, like that, as the ball went in the net. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen one zone score a goal this season, so I don't know why we're marking them. Just <laughs> concentrate on the players. I, you, you're not going to get any argument off me at all. There, uh, he thinks that Andrew said he thinks Brendan is trying to deflect the blame. Mark New Junior Lewis love it. Yeah, maybe maybe we should go with so do something with that. Uh, Terry says they nearly made me a team coach. They took out my teeth and replaced them with seats. Um, <laughs> the question is, why is it we are so bad with the best squad we've ever had? Exactly what we're saying. Uh, David's here as Michael. Good evening, David. How are you? Um, we need a replacement for Pratt. So <laughs> Roger stepped in. Bumble. <laughs> uh, I need a kuching. Uh, B. Crom, good evening. Welcome along. How the devil are you? Um, as much as we like to talk about Vardy, Morris, Canty in 16, everybody seems to forget Huth and Morgan. Uh, they look the, like rugby American football linebackers. I, 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 they, it was a great defence, but to be honest with you, half the time they were... I mean, I remember the West Ham game towards the end of that season when they were warned about holding on to players. They did it again, Morgan, and they get, we gave them a penalty. And... But we had been doing that all season. But there um, were things. But, but just a quick one on that is: mm. none of those players were asked to do something they weren't capable of. Yes. And what Brendan is doing is asking players to do things they're not capable of. I, I thought Amati had a decent game, and he, he played with a yeah. lot of commitment. He's not a passer of the ball; he's being asked to pass the ball. Johnny Evans can ping one sixty yards, but half the time. You know, if unless someone's free, he's got no one to go to, so he'll just stand there and play it four yards. I, I mean, understand the players' restrictions, their limitations, and play within them. It's when they're, mm. it's almost like there's too much information being bombarded onto the players. If this happens, you need to be in this position. If that happens, you need to do this. X, Y, and Z. Just go out and play football. It's basic <laughs> positions that we were all brought up with. Did Santa I make? Hall's I might be making this up, Craig, and you, you might know this, but wasn't there some? It might have been one of um, Tuffy's sayings, but football is a simple game, overcomplicated by managers or tactics or something like. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact phrase, but something yeah, along is. those lines. It is basics, basic positions, mm. pass and move. I, I, it's a, it literally is as simple as that, and yeah. you know, mark mark players attack space. The, these are things we've all grown up with. You're right. It's become complicated because managers and coaches need to almost protect themselves. And it's almost mm. like it's getting to an emperor's new clothes that nobody dare come out and say, well, hang on a minute. 
we don't need to do this. You know, you can have all your clever charts and, and things. When it comes out onto the pitch, it's what you do with the ball and what you do off the ball. At the minute, with it's what we're doing off the ball that is even worse than what we're doing with the ball, to be honest, because we're not yeah. tracking runners and we're not working hard off the ball to to give options for players. I mean, do you, do you think, you know, whenever any player goes on, is it Mike Stowell there that as he's putting them on, he gets his flip chart out and yeah, flips them I mean, over? And you, now, what, whether he's showing him the menu for the Chinese takeaway on the way, I'm saying, let me, before you get on, let me just take your order. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's showing them, but he, I think not he's, showing them, the he's showing them their spot in the zonal marking. I think uh, that's what they're showing them. You're the fourth like, one on line two. <laughs> it's a bit like. Um, Battleships, isn't it? Yeah. Or you, or even spot the ball. <laughs> like wow. spot the player. If you can spot the player, go for him. Yeah, but uh, now I'm grasping at straws here, Greg. Um, nobody's suspended for either uh, for us, but mm -hmm. Samari will miss the next match if he's booked. So be interesting to see what what Rogers does there. Uh, yeah. Josu is suspended for Legia and. The two yeah. J's there. Yeah, who who misses the next match for them if they're booked, Chris? The two players that you can read there, Craig. Do you well, want to? Well, I'll I'll do one. I'll do Johansson. No, yes, thank you. I knew you were going to do that. You sod. Um, Judrichich. There you go. You did say do it nice. quickly. Well yes, yeah. yes. That was spot on. You need to play this video back and slow it down to listen whether I I got it right or not. He's been saying a lot, Brendan, but he said this just after the Moscow draw. I think it simplifies it now. We've got to win the next two games, and if we do that, we'll win the group, which isn't isn't wrong. Um, but Genius. Yes, it is, isn't it? Ah, that's what he was writing down in his little notebook uh, in between impersonating a seal at the side. He seems to do that for everything we do. Um, but... <laughs> Can you see us winning the next two games? I've got to be totally honest with you. We've got no Tillemans and we've got no Piera for tomorrow. Um, mm. Samari's going to be walking on eggshells because, you know, although obviously we've got Indeedy, but it depends how fit he is, really. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather him walking on eggshells and playing in slippers like he has been the last couple of games, to be fair. Um, yes. You know what? I can see us winning them purely because it's Leicester. <laughs> and... You know, we're just as likely to throw up, you know, an an unheralded, fantastic performance as we are to throw in a stinker. You know, we're throwing in more stinkers. Law of averages would dictate sooner or later we're going to play well. I mean, we played well against Man United, let's say, for example, and we all went, well, you know, it was obviously a false dawn, but we were all going like, well, look at this performance. Blah, blah. But then we've got to now say... It was Man United, you know. Watford could do it, you know, and it maybe wasn't the 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 amazing game that we seem to think it was at the time. Um, but like I say, when, when you see who we are struggling against, mm -hmm. that is what I don't think we've had a good ninety minutes all season. We've had a good forty-five, usually when we're two 0 down. Mm -hmm. But even when Daka scored four uh, in, in the Europa League. It shouldn't have had to because we shouldn't have been in the position. I think we were two nil down when he started scoring. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be in that position at that no. time. We, you know, we should 
well, I don't know. Am I being, am I being, you know, is a tough group. We are looking at teams that have been in the Champions League before, but that was then. This is now. Yeah. I, I There's just not enough desire for me. You know, you're right. We shouldn't be in that position. We were, and we got ourselves out of it. Um, but you've... But that 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 even that game there just shows how shocking we are at defending. You know, hmm. the people are just not doing. We're, our defense is looking very similar to Man United's. It's almost like um, Maguire's. You know, left a bit of his residue behind um, yeah. in terms of how he's playing for Man United now. He's, he's left us with that, and he's gone off and done it there. We just don't seem to have uh, a desire to close people down. Uh, a desire to look at what's going on around us and we're all blaming each other and there was now you can take this one of two ways the first time um for a long long time there were two players during that Chelsea fan uh, game who were shouting at each other and they weren't shouting in an encouraging way they were having a right go at each other and it was Schmeichel I'm not sure it was picked up on the cameras um, it was Schmeichel and Madison. Yeah. Now, um, Schmeichel got the ball. I think an attacker broke down. He was looking for someone. He had two or three options already. He could have gone out wide. But in his mind, he's being told by Brendan, no, someone will drop into the middle of the pitch. That's where you'll play the ball. You'll either roll it or pass it to him. Madison wasn't there. And so rather than play the option that was on, he started moaning and shouting and having a right go at Madison. And it's the first time I've seen Madison have a pop back at Schmeichel. Usually nobody has a go back at Schmeichel. No. But he no. wasn't having it. And uh, in some ways, that's good to see. In other ways, you wonder if there are cracks starting to appear. I mean, I think it was you that said um, Schmeichel's come out and said he wants to play Champions League football yeah. again before he retires. Mm. A lot of people hear Terry saying, Casper can't command his box, hence the corners they score from. Andrew uh, reminding us here of, uh, of, of my friend Kalic, Spider Kalic. Casper is like Dracula. They both hate crosses. Um, Michael, uh, David, sorry, says, think we need a new captain. Casper's record is not very good. Um, Facebook user here says, there's something going on in the background. Brennan has been silly with players, management, media, and he is starting to lose them like a honeymoon period being over. And good evening, Scott. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Go back to this point here by, mm. by, by Facebook user, and including the Casper in it as well. Is it is it time to to maybe sort of look at Danny Ward? You know, um, you know, you, you've got you've got to say, in fairness, I mean, Casper. I'm not criticising him because he keeps us in so many games. Mm. And he has done, but the, the the thing there is has you know mm. he he is obviously struggling to to play to to Brendan's. I think. I, I mean, let's not let's let's be fair. Casper's just been nominated for FIFA Goalkeeper of the Year. Yeah. You know, so th yeah. this is no mug, and and he is a fantastic shot stopper. There was a great save in the middle of that Chelsea game. I think in the second half. Someone smashed one through a crowd and he made a great save. Yes. What 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 I'm seeing is a team that are being overcoached to me, that they're losing the ability to just do things off the hoof. You know, as I say, the first thought of Casper seems to be 
okay, the picture that was painted for me on the training ground, X needs to be here, so-and-so should be there, so-and-so. Rather than just playing off instinct, we're playing off um, training ground drills. And if someone's not in the right position, we're stuck. You know, we're, we're playing to a playbook. This isn't American football where everybody resets and you can go. You play on instinct. And I think we're losing that and they're being overcoached. And this is this is classic Brendan who thinks he's the greatest coach in the world. Um, so they're you, being, you, it looks like to me, they're being overcoached. Every scenario has a picture that's been painted. And if one little dot is out of place, the players look like they don't know what to do. Years and years and years ago, um, I, I actually got my uh, FA coaching badge part one, yeah. which I've got to be totally honest with you, and I used to call it is the enthusiastic dad level. <laughs> Don't call it level one. Let's call it what it is, the enthusiastic dad level. Because I was helping to coach my son's team, and the actual coach was a scout for Leeds United. Right. And he had been a professional you know, player in, in the past. Mm -hmm. Not at, at top level, but, you know. And he was really good, and he was encouraging me to get involved and what have you. Uh, I mean, he knew his stuff, you know, you could see. And he said, oh, I'll lend you some things. You can have a read through. Well, I'm not being awful. It was, it was like, you know, the big A4 clip binders. I don't yeah. mean the thin ones. I mean, the thing. it was like three of those with mm. all the, you know, drills and everything in. I went, but, you know, you, I want my, you don't have to skim it. He yeah. said, because that's all you need to do. He said, was, it is a simple game. That's yeah. how complicated. I've let you have a look at it. That's how complicated you can make it. Mm. He said, when have you ever seen me? I said, no, you haven't. You know, he said, exactly. And I sometimes think, Brendan, you know, you're looking at Pep, and Pep has been, let's say, rather successful in his time. Although, let's be honest with you, he's, you know, he's had some good teams to manage. He hasn't, he's never managed a Norwich or a West Brom, as he, you know. But, you know, is is Brendan trying to be Pep part two, if you oh, like? De you know? Definitely. He's Pep light, isn't he? Mm. Um, and the problem is, it, I, I, again, I said this in the, in the interview at the weekend. For me, teams reflect their managers. Mm. So you've got Klopp, you've got Tuchel, who got really annoyed when... Uh, their defence, I think Johnny Evans got round the back at a, at, a, at a free kick or something. He was going mental. So Klopp, Tuchel, uh, Pep, Conte at Spurs. These players, these managers will not let players' standards drop. Mm. What you see from Brendan is him clapping mediocrity. That's all yes. he does. I've never seen him get angry at any player. It's like he wants to be their mate. It, mm. It's all about his image and his ego and not giving these players the kick up the arse that they actually need. So they, they're fearful of what might happen to them. Those top managers, they are up and down that touchline. Ollie, everyone's mate, doesn't work. A clear yeah. example. It will not work. Yes, you might overachieve for a bit, as, as Brendan has said, we're doing. So God knows what he <laughs> thinks our level is. Brendan, maybe you'd like to come out and clarify that. But I'd like to see, you don't want someone going nuts. I remember Martin Allen, and I'm throwing that one back, when he oh was manager God, for dog. a brief period of time. Yes. I remembered watching him, because I sometimes I like to watch the managers and see what they're doing. 
Mm. He was trying to tell the players everything to do, every little thing. He was at them, you know, pass it here, throw it there, this, that and the other. It's too much. But what you want is to see someone who's driving the team forward. And those top managers will do that. You you will see a different Spurs the second half of the season than you saw in the first half. When it was Nuno, yeah. again, placid, doesn't particularly get over uh, uh, overly stressed on the side of a pitch. And these, these managers will get you so far, the elite ones won't. You know, they won't allow players to coast through games. I mean, we, we are used to a Martin O'Neill type of manager, let's be honest. And I know, you know, <laughs> like he said when he came in, everybody loved Jimmy Bloomfield, but what the bloody hell he won for is a famous Martin O'Neill quote. But, you know, you, you look at that, and that was a successful time for us. And, you know, look, you know, he was animated on the side of the pitch, and he got you that way up, you know, and he's mm. celebrating, you know, he could jump higher than bloody Paralymp, you know, gold medalist in the Olympic Games. Yeah. And 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 even Nigel, you know what I mean? He was like, look, nobody, you know, we know how he was yeah. with fans. And even Claudio, and even Claudio Claudio would lose it at times yeah. on the side of the pitch. Yes, yeah. But like you say, all you see is Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, that's quoting Brad's uh, impersonation of him yeah. <laughs> the other day. Um, but some comments here. Um, Andrew, have teams worked us out? And actually, I, I don't know because if, if teams work other teams out, technically speaking, then you'd have thought they'd have worked out Chelsea because they know what's coming at them because they stick with the same formation. I think if you're good enough, you you worry more about yourself than you do about let the opposition worry about you. Yeah, I think I think that's another thing that Brendan does. He overthinks the game. He does he he doesn't send us out confidently because I would imagine most of his team talk and most of his preparation is about stopping the opposition. So you're mm. not being that. Teams have worked us out. It'll be Leicester City. Don't market corners. Don't track runners. That's it. Mm. Emmanuel, good evening. How are you? Big Dakar fan here. Uh, we'll come on to that. We're not going to do a sort of this is the starting lineup because let's be honest with you, I think we're going to give up on that because you can't you you, you can't pick what Brendan's going to do and and we don't know enough about Ledger. It's, I think it's a bag of bingo know. balls pulled out of a hat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we can't, like I say, pick a combined eleven because we don't know apart from Victor Moses any of their and players. We can't pronounce their names. <laughs> you you apparently can, uh, Scott. For me, Brendan would be best to go back to basics, uh, even if it's counter attack. Mm. Plays, I think you've just got to remember that you know, we are the team that plays in blue sometimes, Guy. We want a reaction from Brendan. It's when times are hard we see the value of a manager. Quite right. They are, it's still, oh, it's changed a little bit. It's gone 71% to 29%. Now, you have still got time to vote if you are watching on YouTube. Can Leicester qualify uh, out of the Group C? 72% said yes. 28% said no. I don't know if I've got it here, but just to um, – oh, I voted twice, but there we go. On the UEFA um, website, 60% say Leicester will, quali will win the game, 30% Ledger will win the game, 10% that it will be a draw. <sighs> Looking at this form, 
it's not brilliant going in to it. Uh, you know, even the wins, like they taking Man United out, the Brentford win, we were lucky. Um, how do you think Brendan is gonna is gonna play it? He's got to go back to two up front, hasn't he? Surely, Daku and Inacho. I would think so. I, I would think he comes out with a four four two. I don't think there's any reason to do anything else. I, you know, I think the Tielemans issue causes him a, a, a problem. Um, and I was talking about this uh, the other day to, to Scott and. and because uh, you know we'd done the combined eleven um, about Chelsea, and I was asking him how he would have gone. It was virtually the same. But he said yeah. to me, um, "If we're playing in that formation with a defensive midfielder, it's always going to be Indeedy because Kante wasn't a defensive midfielder. And thinking about it, he wasn't. He just played alongside Danny Drinkwater, and he got up and down the pitch. Now maybe that's what we need to ask more of of Wilf." get up and down the pitch, put someone alongside him who can get up and down the pitch. You know, be more mobile. Pardon? Is that not Samari? No. Samari cannot get up and down. He can get up the pitch and then he can get the number 42 to get back. He's he's not chasing anyone back. You saw that against Kante. Uh, It's only because Brendan says he is a box-to-box midfielder. No, yeah. What Brendan has, has, has said in arrogant Brendan style is, I think he can be a box-to-box midfielder. Uh, uh, but I don't think it can be in the same game. You know, um, <laughs> In one game, he's, he's up front. Exactly, it's like exactly. the next game comes around and he's, I mean, he's back. It's right classic then. turn a player into something that he's not. And, you know, and I'm going to go back to um, a, an old favourite of mine, um, defending... Uh, Adi Akinbaye against uh, Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor bought Akinbaye a six-yard box striker who scored tap-ins and headers and was physical in the penalty box. He then decided to sell his winger, Steve Guppy, and try and turn him into a player and get him to play with his back to the goal. Ridiculous. Uh, Samari played most of last season when they won the league in France in a defensive midfield role where he could see the game. Everything was basically played the way he was looking. Now he's being asked to go box to box, which means he's got players running off him, making runs in behind him. He hasn't got a clue what's going on. And that's Brendan trying to turn him into something that he's not. It may work over time, but we're in the middle of a Premier League season against good Premier League teams. You can't do your learning in the middle of these games. So whether it's a uh, Ndidi and um, Dewsbury Hall, I don't know, but someone who can get up and down the pitch and just run that middle and midfield and get the ball to the creative players. Just just a sidetrack, um, and I thought I was going to have a different news to say on this one because... But Bessic, help me out here. <laughs> Are you trying to say a Polish player's name? No, I'm trying to say the Turkish football team's name. Besitkas. Besitkas. Yes, Besitkas were winning 1 0 against Ajax. Um, and I didn't realise because our old friend Gazelle scored. 
Oh, did he? Yeah. But it was well, after three minutes. But it, apparently, uh, sorry, after twenty-two minutes. But apparently, it was a penalty. So maybe maybe, maybe I wasn't got as excited as I did. Have. My we should never have let him go. Speech has gone out the window. <laughs> um, this to me is a more important game than Watford coming up. Um, I don't. I don't. See us get. I think Claudio is going to be really up for it, and I think he's going to get his team up for it after what they've just done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we know Watford were uh, Man United was the Ollie Man United, but they still had to go out and beat them. Um, yeah. they're going to be up for that, but we need to win. He's got to go, he's got to go with his, his biggest players, hasn't he? He's got to go with what he thinks is the best team. Well, no, because. I can hear Brendan no, no, saying don't it. Say that. I can hear Brendan <laughs> saying it now. You know, I put out the best team I thought that could win the game, you know, after coming off with a 1-0 defeat. Um, <laughs> so what he's got to do, he's got to put his best players on the pitch. He's got to win the game. He's got to get the game won by half-time and then change it. You know, he, you cannot afford to walk through another 45 minutes allow them to get a goal up and then sit back and defend it. Because these are well-seasoned European teams who know how to defend leads. You know, um, you know, we did it against uh, Moscow, didn't we? We, we just let um, the old Chelsea guy just wander through and score a header and we managed to mm. get ourselves out of a hole. But we can't, we can't afford to do that. He needs to come out strong, need to put in a 45 minutes performance and then manage the game. Are you talking about 45 consecutive minutes? That would or... be nice. You know, from, <laughs> the, from the first whistle, come out and show your commitment to the fans. Get the fans going. Put some mm. tackles in. Get the ball forward. Please, please don't just stand there and go sideways, sideways, sideways. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says there, we loaned out a player who could do that, Dennis Pratt. Agree. <laughs> Totally, yeah. I'm going to say totally agree. He's doing well where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he is only on loan, isn't he? But they do have the option to buy, and I think they will take that up. Terry, Leicester, one to seven, red hot faves. Warsaw, 18 to one. We, we never do well when we're favourites. Mm. Uh, Rocco, yep, yeah, we know Spartak Moscow beating Napoli. It is, it is a totally mad group, and it is going mm. to be down. You know, if, if Leicester do it, they'll probably do it with a winning goal in the 91st minute in actual in the corner, you know. <laughs> and I've got heart problems. I've ordered extra tablets <laughs> in just in case, you know. Point here that Scott's going to make, and Brookline from America does make it every show. He's not come on yet, um, but he does make it when he comes on the show, is no Perez, no win. And Scott says here, which is becoming true, to be honest with you, uh, for me, and I'll probably get laughed at, um, but Perez will run his arse off in games, trying to chase players, close players down, uh, have him alongside Indidi or Samari. To be honest with you, he's got a point. And I, maybe you don't know what you've got until you miss it. Mm. And he doesn't necessarily get it all right, but he is... He is all over the place. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily play him as deep as that alongside. No, Indeedee, no, I agree I, with I, that. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, but I think you can make an argument for him starting. I think he's got um, he's got more of a European pedigree, more of a European um, 
mindset, I would say. He's an intelligent player who, who takes up good spaces, as does Madison. Uh, and I think what you should be looking is to get two players who can do all the running in midfield and then two players who you can get on the ball and get turned uh, and take the game to them. So uh, however he sorts that formation out, now whether it's two um, sort of, as I say, Dewsbury Hall and Indeedy, and then the two wider players are more in, inside attackers such as Perez and Madison with another two. Because I'm not sure you'll, you'll need a lot of width um, against these. It's about getting on the ball and then getting your fullbacks forward. So I, I can definitely see uh, a place for Perez tomorrow. I, I, I can't, but I mean, there's a lot. This season has taught me a lot. One is the fact that I know nothing about football because my predictions that I made at the start of the season going totally, uh, totally uh, arse over, you know what. Um, and, and, and B, even more so because Amati is playing out of his skin and he's probably our, one of our best defenders. And we're saying, bring back Perez. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, really? But, you know, there we go. He has got the point. Right, um, we're going to be back in a minute, and we're going to go through some score predictions. We're going to close the um, the vote. So um, I've just ended the vote now, So and it's disappeared. It's a good job I could see what it was. And um, we were coming back and get in Craig's predictions, because he knows what he's talking about. It'll be 3-1. It'll go 3-1. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. This is what is coming up next in 45 minutes' time. Now, I know, yeah, nine o'clock, sorry, with Stephen Linex, who he, he, he's beating me in the prediction league. <laughs> I'll give up and go home. Um, vote close. I'm not sure whether YouTube is that. I thought I was bad at maths, but apparently uh, there's only a choice of two. Uh, yes got 69%. No got 30%. Work that one out. Interesting. Yeah, but it was, on before I before I stopped it, seventy to thirty. So there's not a lot of confidence going into this. Um, what what do you think is going to happen? Um, I, I think we're going to win. Um, I mean, we shouldn't even concede, but you know, oh, we probably will, to. won't we? Yeah. I mean, we've got. Yeah. A, there's every chance that we'll. Um, we will concede because there's every chance that at some point during the game they'll get a corner. Um, yes. But I think I think we'll come out on top. Um, and uh, if you ask me for, are you asking me for a prediction now? I'm, I'm going to go. Let's um, let's go for prediction. Yes. Yeah. I might just go for a three-one, Chris. I know you mouthed it earlier, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm very, I was very tempted to go for a three-nil, but. Um, you know, we'll shoot ourselves in the foot somehow, won't we? Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, we have less clean sheets than Couchot uh, toilet paper. So let's not presume for a minute we're going to get a clean sheet. Uh, two all season, one of those was against Millwall. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the confidence that you have, um, and, and I'm taking a bit of Steve Leinitz's double, <laughs> sort of, you know, uh, mind games here. Unfortunately. 
knowing Leicester, I think it's going to be a draw. Do you? And, yeah, I think it'll be a draw because I just don't see... I just don't, can't see where the confidence is going to come from that we're going to beat them. They they are in a worse position, as you said at the start, than we are. We both need a win. This lot at the moment, and I hope they prove me wrong, but this lot, they could not... You know, they couldn't win a fight in a nursery school playground, this lot. You know, they've got no... No idea what they're doing. And I'm not saying, no, it comes down from the top, but the players, again, like the 70-30, the manager has to take the blame. And he'll be the one that maybe, you know, loses his job because of it. But the players still have to take a little bit. Like I say, just do the simple things. Pass. You know, we're playing blue. Have a look when you walk out what colour shirts we're wearing and pass the ball to somebody else wearing the same colour shirt. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science, but when you can't do that and you're playing a ball behind somebody or too far ahead of them, and when players that are supposed to be Premier League players that have been fifth in the division for can't do the basics, mm -hmm. how can we go and beat a team like Legia Warsaw who have beaten us once and they are going to need this win so much and I think they'll want it more than us. And that's a sad indictment of Leicester City at the moment. I mean, at whatever level of football you play, confidence is massive, whether you're playing on the park or whether you're playing at the highest level and you're a, a, a Premier League player. Confidence is huge. And I noticed two or three of our players uh, at the weekend just looked like they were happy to give the ball back to whoever gave it to them. Um, I know I keep picking on Samare, but I've, I've hardly seen um, a decisive pass from him, to be honest. It's all... I'll have it, but I'll, I'll give it back. Uh, and that, that tells you that's, that is confidence. Um, two or three players were doing it. Games where they should be getting the ball and turning, you know, and they're just giving it straight back to who, whoever's given it to them. And it's confidence in your own teammates as well. You know, you look at Chelsea, they weren't afraid to give the ball to someone who was under pressure because they know they would take it and they would keep it and give it back. And there was always an option off them. We don't look like that at the moment. You know, if we see a, an opposition player within two or three yards of someone, we won't give it to them. We'll take an easy option. So it's about confidence in yourself. It's about confidence in your teammates. And he's got to find a way of getting that back. Fingers crossed. Everything crossed for Chris, yeah. especially on a cold night. Well, is that, are you are you going down? I will be there, indeed. Well, enjoy it. Um Hopefully you you do get the right result. I mean, obviously, mm. I mean, I'm, I obviously want us to win. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. I, I want us to win, and, I, and but I'm just trying to have to be honest, you know. And and it's costing me points week in week out in the prediction league. Yeah, Leicester's <laughs> going to win. Leicester's going to win. I need to say, become a Steve Linex. Craig, enjoy the match as best you can. Hopefully, you don't get too cold. Do take away because we are, we are, I say, bringing out the Leicester Till I Die range hopefully uh, soon. We're just, I'm just waiting for that. And uh, if we get any really warmers, I'll send them down to you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> extra, extra large, was it? <laughs> Not on a cold night, that's for sure. <laughs> well, apparently, we'll, we'll get you on the, the, on a certain night, it says LTID, yeah. but another time it says Leicester Till I Die. <laughs> yeah, just make sure it's retractable. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, all the best, mate. Enjoy the game. Thanks as always. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Uh.
thanks to Craig there. Um, uh, the wise old owl or sage or, uh, well, he's old, he's wise. That's all that matters. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'm going to go uh, have a quick rub down with the wet newspaper. I'm going to be back at nine o'clock for the prediction show with Brad and obviously Steve Linux, the ex-winger. Um, Steve Linux on the wing. Don't forget, please, if you're on YouTube, press that subscribe button and give us a follow. It would be so much appreciated. And if you missed the show, Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube, uh, or you can listen in on podcasts. We've just hit amazingly 12,000 listens. It was one year and six days since the first podcast, and we've just been listened to at 12,000, over 12,000 plays. Amazing, guys. Thank you so much for your support. You can find us Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and there's probably more. They're the ones I know about. Or if you've got a smart speaker, say, please play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. Uh, so really do appreciate everything you're doing for us there. Fingers crossed. <sighs> I just wish I was more confident. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, we'll see you in 26 minutes. No, 36 minutes. I'll see you at nine, whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news. Come on, you foxes! Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. So people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is battle. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.